Goody will drive. Left-handed flush over the top of Kepnang. Pullback, step back three. Bottom! Mavericks, it's short. Tip back in. Weaver got it. Yes! Neely, the handoff. Jones for the tie. Oh, no. oh he's fouled! And one! Presents itself with what you got to take. You can't. It's knocked away. Still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, my God! Welcome to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It is a uh, lover's day, I guess we call it. I'm wearing red for it. I don't usually wear red, just throwing it out there. Not my favorite color. Um, so I apologize for that. But happy Valentine's Day. Hope your day is going well on this Whack Wednesday, Valentine's Day edition of the Straight Out of Whack podcast. Possibly Daryl will be joining me. I will have another special guest joining me. Uh, but first, I wanted to throw this out there. If you are looking to get tickets to events, concerts, games, Whatever, go to SeatGeek.com, use Whack Hoops Nation to get $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more. So Whack Hoops Nation is the promo code at SeatGeek on the SeatGeek, SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. So make sure you use that uh, as well. Um, wanted to also throw out there that tickets are on sale now. All session tickets to the WAC 2024 WAC tournament are on sale now. Go to waxsports.com slash Vegas. You can find that info there. You get access to every session of the WAC tournament starting on March 13th at the Orleans Arena. We will be there every day of the week, March 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. We don't like to split on Saturday, but we understand that it is very important to get that Women's Basketball Championship on the ESPN Linear Networks. So we're very excited about that 10.30 a.m. Pacific tip-off on Saturday for the title game. And then two men's games this year will be on the ESPN Linear Networks. The second semifinal on Friday night, and then the championship game on Saturday night. So looking forward to it. We may do some live stuff from somewhere down there. Uh, we'll have that figured out, and you'll have to come join us and check us out. Anyways, uh, on this Valentine's Day, I... It's not my favorite, not going to lie. My wife, you know, appreciates the fact that I get her some chocolates, got her stuff bare today. We're going to watch Valentine's Day, you know, the movie. Uh, we watched New Year's Day or New Year's Eve on, you know, New Year's Eve. And, you know, we watched Valentine's Day with George Lopez, Ashton Kutcher, you know, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, we that's our tradition. We watch that at night um, before we go to bed. So... Nothing big on this day. It's Wednesday anyways. It's the middle of the week, so it's like it's not as big. Can't get out and go. We have a six-year-old, so that doesn't help either. And obviously, nobody really wants to babysit on this day because they're all out doing their own thing. So hopefully, more of you enjoy the day more than I do. Anyways, let's get to some news around the whack. So tomorrow night in Arlington at College Park Center, another team can clinch their spot at WAC Vegas. As you know, only eight teams make it to the WAC tournament this year. And we may have two spots clinched after tomorrow night. Tarleton at 10-3 and three heads to College Park Center to take on UT Arlington. That tip-off is at 7 p.m. Central on ESPN+. If the Texans win, the Texans clinch their spot at WAC Vegas. The kicker is they still aren't eligible for the NCAA tournament. So they could possibly win the tournament, and if they do, 
the bid goes to the highest seeded team. So GCU would go to the NCAA tournament in that situation if Tarleton or Utah Tech wins the tournament. That's just how they're doing it this year. So anyways, but Tarleton can clinch their trip to the WAC tournament. I'm pretty sure they're going to clinch at some point anyways. They're at 10-3. Um, everybody else below them has just seven wins in whack play. So pretty sure they're going to clinch at some point. Here's another kicker. If GCU wins both games this week and Tarleton loses to, I did the math here. I'll have to pull it up. If Tarleton loses, let me look here. If Tarleton loses, to UTA and U- and GCU wins both games. That means that GCU would have a four game lead. So that means that December or February 22nd, next Wednesday or next Thursday, excuse me, GCU beats Tarleton, GCU could clinch no worse than a share of the regular season title. That would come with four games left. So, yeah, just throwing that out there. Three wins for GCU. They clinched the regular season title or two losses for Tarleton. And considering that GCU and Tarleton play each other on February 22nd in Stephenville, boom. The regular season title could be decided on February 22nd in Stephenville. Oh, I'm running out of breath. I'm sorry. I'm uh, talking a lot and fast. And I'm going to bring in my guests who also talks a lot on broadcast, and he's awesome. Uh, and he's had me on his radio broadcast a few times. Unfortunately, we won't get another one until the WAC tournament, but uh final game tomorrow night in Riverside, Fowler Event Center, Braden Bell, the voice of the Lancers. He's doing ESPN Plus for the Lancers now and the radio on the road. So big time, my friend, big time. I've gotten a lot of introductions in my day, but uh, starting it off with another guy that talks a lot. That's, that's a different. <laughs> and I also wanted to start with something else. I, I just turned on the feed, waiting in the in the waiting room, if you will, um, and, and I see you closing a big book. What 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 is that all about? Is this an almanac or or? No. Uh, so, do you journal this league? I have. What, what's I, like? have I have time during my day to go and. Uh, to just create things. And I've been playing around with Canva and I created this like composition notebook with basketball on it and everything else, you know, just a nice little college ruled. You can't see the lines, but there's lines there. And then I had a whack hoop sticker sitting on my desk. So I just put that on top of one of them. I mean, they can, people can buy them on Amazon if they want. I'm just going to, I'll put it, I'll put a link in the description. You know, when I post this, I was more so just confused of, of what was in the notebook. I, I was excited. No, I like composition notebooks. Like, they're fantastic to write down, like, notes. And I was going over the the regular season standings last night and trying to figure out when GCU could clinch the regular season title. And my math was pretty spot on that with three wins, they'll clinch no worse than a share. With three wins and two Tarleton losses, like Tarleton will be out of the race. So they could clinch next week, next Thursday. Right. You know, the regular season title. So it's crazy. Crazy how much, how dominant they've been. And um, the, the Lancers get them on Saturday for the first time this season. That's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see them in person. Obviously, I think everyone in the in the league has watched them a bunch this year, whether it was in non-conference or or in league play. They're kind of the team that you're turning on whenever you have spare time, uh, yeah. or at least in that way for me. So I'm excited to see them in in person finally. You're, you're right; it's uh, first time CBU will be playing them, so first time I'll be seeing them on the road in Phoenix on on Saturday. But uh, yeah, fun weekend ahead uh, in terms of of. CBU, I think the Utah Valley matchup tomorrow, very similar styles, I think, of teams um, in, in talking with Coach Phillips yesterday in, in preparation for tomorrow and then obviously being around CBU um, all year. I, I think it has the, uh, the makings of, of a good matchup and what should be another close game, which, again, shouldn't surprise anyone. Sorry, Braden. Uh, my Valentine's Day lunch is here. My Totino's frozen pizzas. What? My wife just brought those in. I love those things, so uh, forgive me for interrupting. Anyways. Wait, uh, pizza rolls? Is that what you said? No, the Totino pe- Totino's frozen pizzas. Like, Oh, yeah, those, those, those aren't those good. Frozen those pizzas. Are good. They're, they're like a go-to snack. So, Look at you go. Wait, was that like brought into you? Like, like, Yes, my wife is out there visiting with her parents right now, and uh, she brought that into me. So Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. The perks, the perks. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have anyone bringing me food in uh, right now. So it's actually yeah. sunny in Utah. That's why my like picture just got so bright because we have sun for the first time in I don't know how long. It's fantastic. <laughs> got the lighting working. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm betting Utah Valley made it take take the taking the cold weather down there with them to Riverside. Yeah, it's it's been a well, it's been raining so much recently in Southern California, yeah. but it's it's fine today. It's sixty, so not not too shabby. Um, Stop rubbing but, it in. Not cool. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't do that. All right, so let's talk about this game tomorrow night. CBU yeah. Utah Valley. Um, Utah Valley doesn't play well on the road. CBU is coming off a rough loss at Utah Tech, where they didn't play a lot of defense. I think. Someone told me that it was pretty quiet on the ride home. By the way, how long of a bus ride is it from St. George to Riverside? So we were concerned. Uh, the The quick answer is we got home in about five hours. Okay. Um, it was like five hours and five minutes or something. So it really wasn't that bad. We were concerned because it was the night before the Super Bowl driving right through Vegas yep. um, on, on Saturday night. And I was shocked. It was simple. I, I mean, we, we slowed down maybe for five minutes, like right when you're driving by the stadium which allowed us to get a cool picture of the stadium. So I was fine with it. Um, but but no, it was, it was a very easy drive. So I think we did the math and it was like, well, by the time you fly into Vegas, you know, we weren't going to charter. So by the time you fly into Vegas, then bus all the way up there anyways, it's going to be close to the same time anyways. So um, yeah, five hours. Um, and yeah, mentioning that Utah Tech game, it was so uncharacteristic based on a whole season or almost two thirds of a season now of data you have on a team and you think you know a team and certainly defense has been the strength for uh cbu this year but then you go up to utah tech and give give coach judkins and utah tech a lot of credit because the two worst or two of the three worst defensive games of the year for cbu the other one being stephen f austin both came against utah tech uh the the game the trailblazers won in in december in riverside and then on Saturday, they shot the lights out of the ball. Jalen Searles looked like, uh, you know, a, a first-team all-conference player with over 30 points um, and, and shot 61% just the second time since CBU's been in the whack since they've allowed a team to shoot over 60% from the floor. 
So it was it was unbelievable how well Utah Tech played. And then even through all of that, CBU was down by 20. And I'm going to be blunt with you, like being on the call, it just didn't seem like a game that was going to get close. And then suddenly it did. Um, so you got to give a lot of credit to to Coach Croy and, and the team for, for not folding it in at all. Like they, they fought tooth and nail, had it down to a one-point game on a couple of different occasions with less than three minutes left and uh, one possession. They were down one with just over a minute to go, couldn't get a rebound. Uh, Tanner Christensen was able to dunk it back up and in and then, you know, push it to three. And then Utah Tech, again, give them credit. They made all their free throws late and, and were able to pull off uh, a, what was a huge win for them. But, yeah, certainly uh, a big game for CBU in that you're kind of at the point of the year right now where it's still crowded in that midfield. Uh, obviously, GCU up top, Tarleton's kind of established themselves as number two, but then super crowded besides that. And so for CBU without without Dominic Daniels Jr. and, and having to, to battle through having to still play GCU twice, you have to win these kinds of games, especially at home. So it's it's a huge game for, for the Lancers without a doubt. Now, Braden put it mildly, like it is a log jam in the middle of the whack right now. California Baptist at seven and five. Excuse me. SFA seven and six. UT Arlington seven and six. Seattle U seven and six. And then you have Utah Tech at six and seven. I think, Braid, and maybe you can agree with me here, 10 wins get you to whack Vegas this year. I really think that that's the case. 10 wins get you to whack Vegas. Yeah, sorry, I, I, sorry. I thought you were continuing. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I would, I would say ten would for sure get you in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy, man. And, and the thing is, is like the schedules for some teams are just nuts down the road. I think after SFA hosts ACU on Saturday, they go on a four-game roadie to. Let's see, where do they go? They go to Seattle, to Utah Valley, to CBU, and to Grand Canyon before finishing out with two home games. Like, who wants that four-game road trip? Like, that's unbelievable that they have to do that. Just in terms of mileage alone, that's difficult. But then you add in, you know, playing at Utah Valley at Elevation is never easy and how good they've been at home, even if they are having a, a down year by their um, expectations. I still think they're tough, especially at home. And then Seattle, GCU, CBU, all teams in the in the top, you know, half of the league. So, yeah, that's that's going to be one of the toughest four game stretches that any team in the WAC has had. Period. Like in years, it's unbelievable. Well, and here's my one gripe. Okay, and it's not my one gripe. It's one of my gripes about this, the commerce schedule this year. By this time, when everybody's played at least ten games in commerce play. Everybody should have played everybody at least one time in those first 10 conference games. I don't know how they came up with a schedule where like you get where CBU hasn't played GCU once yet and you're going to play them twice in your final what's eight games. Like that just doesn't or final seven games, eight games. That's my that's a big gripe for me is like everybody should have played everybody at least once. So you have the first half of league play, and then you have the second half of league play where you're going opposite of what you did so that people don't go on these four-game road trips or a team doesn't go on the road for five out of six games or that's my rant for the day. I'm sorry. I will leave it alone. But uh, it's just one of those things. Like, this shouldn't happen. Um, anyways, back to this Utah Valley game. 
So what concerns you when you look at the Wolverines with, you know, the Lancers hosting them? I know we've said that the Wolverines, they're only winning on the road and a true road game came on November 9th against Sam Houston overtime and that WAC Conference USA scheduling initiative. So what concerns you? They've been close a couple of times lately on the road. They should have beat Seattle U. What concerns you? Well, I think this game is is going to be one that rebounding is going to be a huge, huge factor. Um, CBU has been the best rebounding team in the conference all year long. Uh, Goodrick and, and Wyo obviously are both, you know, one and two in the league. Both have been outstanding. One of the best duos in all of college basketball. But in the first meeting uh, in Orem between these two teams, Utah Valley was plus 15 on the boards. Um, yeah, CBU didn't have a great night offensively, but to be plus 15, that's significant. And as uh, the biggest total that CBU has been out rebounded by all year. In fact, CBU has only been out rebounded three times this year. And that by far was the biggest spread and, and one of the biggest spreads in, in D1 history uh, for, for CBU as well. So, you know, knowing, knowing coach Croy, knowing the coaching staff, uh, that's obviously something that's going to be talked about a lot. Um, being on your home floor, you don't, you don't want to get out rebounded again at all, especially by number, um, like 15 in the first matchup. So that's something I'm looking at for sure. I think one of the biggest matchups in the game is good against something that uh, a good uh, strength for CBU against something that Utah Valley really struggles in. And that is three point shooting CBU's three point shooting defense is actually second in the country in terms of, uh, threes they allow per game under five per game. And in fact, uh, an interesting number as well is not only do they give up the second fewest amount of threes per game, but they also give up the second fewest amounts of attempts. So teams just really aren't even trying to shoot threes against CBU anymore. Uh, meanwhile, Utah Valley, they hit like five a game. So yeah. they, they really struggle shooting from outside. So, you know, if that, if that stays where it should be, that's, that's advantage CBU, I think with as well as they've been shooting from three really uh, the past four or five games since that Stephen F. Austin game, they've shot it well from downtown, even without um, Dominique Daniels Jr. in these last couple of games with Scotty Washington really stepping up into a, a big-time scoring role. Uh, I think that's a, certainly a big impact as well. And then, you know, the the X-factor scores for Utah Valley. It's kind of been an offense by committee this year. Potter's been great uh, for, for Utah Valley really over the last four, but especially if you condense it down into the last two. Uh, Stone Carowell's a solid scorer, but then you have the Drake Allens, you've got the, the Trevin Dorius is, you know, different scorers that uh, Osiris Grady, even to a certain extent, like he could be an X factor as well, the freshman. So CBU has got to, to, to limit those, those guys, you know, Stone Carowell will probably have him. Drake Allen's always been great against CBU. He'll probably have a solid day, but you got to try to limit Potter. You've got to try to, to limit those other role players. Um, and, and I think whoever wins this game, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I hope I'm wrong. I think whoever wins this game, it's going to be a roll your sleeves up, muddy the waters, probably not the most uh, beautiful game to watch, uh, and it's going to be physical, and it, it's it, it'll be close. Like the, the ending will be exciting, but it's not going to be overwhelmingly pretty for 40 minutes. The thing is, I texted you during the, during the uh, UT Arlington game, you know, in between a media timeout, and how – CBU had muddied the waters there, and it was the perfect type of game for them, especially without Dominique Daniels um, for the first time. It, like, 
You don't want to get in a track race when you don't have your floor leader, your quick guard, your point guard, whatever. I I think if CBU can muddy the waters tomorrow night, I think they'll be just fine because that's with the guys that they got with Yvonne and with Hunter Goodrick and um, you know, just guys that outwork people. I, I, I think that's the kind of game plan you got to have because we saw in a high scoring affair. Yeah. They could keep up a little bit, but you don't want to give up all the points like they did against Utah tech. So money, those waters Lancers like money, those waters. I think that's a, a huge key for Thursday night. And, um, you know, the thing is they can't get caught looking ahead either. They they can't get caught looking ahead to that. Although some of us are getting caught looking ahead to Saturday's game. You won't be there. You'll be in Phoenix. But there's a huge game going down at Fowler Event Center on Saturday. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to Jared. I'm going to see the Lancers in person tomorrow night in Orem. I don't know if you've talked to Jared Olson, you know, over this week. Uh, if he said anything, if you can say anything, if just your thoughts on the fact that they may be playing for their regular season title on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, now we talked about unbalanced schedules in, in your rant earlier, which I agree with for the most part on the women's side of things. I think it's great uh, because you're setting up the two top teams. They're going to play twice, including, you know, the, the uh, regular season finale where things might still be up for grabs as well. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be a really fun matchup on Saturday. Obviously, um, we talk about muddying the waters on the men's side. The, the women's side for, for Coach Olsen, they do the opposite of that. I mean, it's fun, uh, high-flying, fast basketball. They're getting a ton of shots up. They're scoring at a high clip. They've been, they've been just so much fun to watch. Chloe Webb, I mean, unbelievable season she's having. Um, and, and just the improvement from, from last year to this year in terms of scoring the basketball has been – has been massive, but yeah, Saturday is obviously going to be a lot of fun. Um, I haven't talked to coach Olson about that matchup at all, because I think you can guess what he would say. Well, we have another game before that. Uh, but yeah, everyone's, everyone's really excited about that matchup. Obviously a couple of teams that, uh, you know, have, have had their battles in the past with, with coach Miller and coach Olson, um, and, and two of the top programs in the conference every single year. So it's definitely a matchup that uh, I'm I'm happy will be earlier before the the men's game tips off on Saturday night, so I'll be able to I'll be able to watch that, and it should be awesome. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, like you said, there's some storylines too. Trinity San Antonio returning to CBU, Sid Palma coming back to CBU. I, I just I like it's just one of those things. You know, here we are. Two teams playing really well, having TCU's having their best season under Molly Miller, Grand Canyon. I, I mean, CBU, not necessarily their best season because they've had an undefeated season before under Jared Olson a couple of years back when they won the regular season and tournament titles. But uh, another stellar season, especially with all that he's lost and who's been hurt for the Lancers too, which makes it even more impressive. Um, you know, hopefully they get Chloe Lemon back for this week. I guess we'll see tomorrow night when they take on the Wolverines. But, uh, Braid, what did you think of the Super Bowl? Were you surprised that the Chiefs won? Did you think the 49ers should have ran the ball more in the third quarter? I um, think Kyle Shanahan was a bum in the third quarter, but uh, that's my that's my thought. I was not surprised the Chiefs won. They have Patrick Mahomes. Sure. What I was surprised about is that uh, a head coach in the NFL and, and 
forgive me, I'm I'm a well-known Niners hater. So, and and uh, head coach of the NFL, and one as pompous and and uh, at times arrogant as as Kyle Shanahan wouldn't know the overtime rules, uh, and and select to take the ball first. Forget about the third quarter. That that was wild to me. Um, right. Great game though. Yeah, it was it was. I was I was worried there for a while. Like first half was a little slow. But it delivered in the end, and that's all anyone's going to remember. Yeah, it was it was a great game. I'm oh, I'm, so mad. I'm just so mad. I'm not even a 49ers fan, okay? But you have the best running back in the NFL, and I think they gave him the ball like twice in the third quarter. They went with Brock Purdy's arm the entire quarter and didn't do squat, and then you see him actually finally give Christian McCaffrey the ball in the fourth quarter, and they scored a touchdown. It's amazing what happens when you do that. They don't get me wrong. I'm an Andy Reid fan. I'm happy that he won another one. You know, he's a BYU guy. My dad went to BYU with him. Like they were in school together. So um, Andy Reid guy all the way through. It's just, it gives more credence to the whole Taylor Swift thing, man. I don't know that I can play that card. Like, Oh, come on. Who cares? I'm not a Swifty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not a Swifty. Who cares? They showed her for less than a minute, the entire broadcast, like 55 seconds. I had an over-under going on my Facebook page of how many times she'd be shown. So, uh, It's Valentine's Day. Show the love. It's all good. (laughs) She is in Valentine's Day, the movie, which my wife and I are watching later tonight. So uh, there you go. Her and Taylor Lautner back when they were a thing. Good times. Right. Good times. Any any Valentine's Day traditions you got, my friend? I actually really don't have any Valentine's Day traditions. Um, It's an overrated holiday. It really is. Yeah, I have, I have no, I have no issues with it. I just don't really have any traditions. When I was, when I was younger, I'd get a nice little gift package, but I'm, I'm too old now for that, I guess. So yeah, it's just, it's just another day to me. Yeah. Well, baseball season's coming up too. Are you excited to be getting into that? I know you're the voice of the Lancers as well for baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pumped for baseball. Excited to be back out there at, at uh, Topman Stadium, and they actually uh, start this weekend. So I'll, I'll be missing the first few weeks. Really, I won't be doing many games of theirs, if any, until after uh, the conference tournament. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get back out there, and and uh, they should be they should be a fun team to watch this year. Mitchell Simon, of course, the uh, Kowak player, preseason player of the year, the, the third baseman for CBU, and so yeah, should be a lot of fun. Um, I love baseball, you know this, so yep. I'm never going to complain about going out to the to the ball yard. No way. Well, I mean, you're a Dodger fan, right? I am a Dodger fan. Well, we'll still be friends. It's okay. Well, well so I'm excited this weekend. Um, just with the way travel worked out, I'm I'm not going back to to California after the game against GCU. I'm I'm going to stay in Phoenix until Wednesday and then just fly to Abilene because we're we're on the road next week. And so Monday, I think I'm going to head out to to Dodgers camp and, and see Shohei and see nice. Moto, see a billion dollars worth of investments on, on the field. So nice. No hey. games yet, but I, I want to go see him. We'll that see. is a great plan. A great right? plan. Yeah. Anyways, follow my guy, Braden Bell, on Twitter, Braden Bell, PXP, uh, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Um, but give him a follow. He'll be on the call tomorrow night from Fowler Event Center. And you'll be surprised to learn more about Fowler Event Center in my WAC Arena Rankings article that will be coming out. Probably before Wack Vegas. I'm, I'm not going to put it out now, but I'm just going to tease it every now and again. Oh, yeah, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. You've yeah. got me excited now. 
I was kind of disappointed that, you know, not disappointed, but that my kid was playing basketball on Saturdays, junior jazz. So I can't travel as much because we were going to come down to Riverside last week. So unfortunately it didn't work out, but um, yeah, I need to come down to Riverside again, experience another game at now Fowler event center. It's not CBU event center anymore. So uh, big time things, Braden. appreciate the time. And uh, we'll see you again on another episode of Australia by podcast. Everybody will be back in about 30 seconds after a quick word from the Western Athletic Conference. West Vegas is back. The best fans, championship basketball, all in exciting Las Vegas. Join us March 13th through the 16th at the Orleans Arena for the 2024 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament. Don't miss the crowning of a men's and women's champion. For more information, go to waxsports.com slash Vegas. Remember that waxsports.com slash Vegas. All session tickets are available right now. $150 for a ticket to every session, every game, which means Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's four games, 4 8, 12 and then the two championship games, which means 14. So you're paying a, like 1050 for every single game. Just saying. Remember, it's a ladder bracket this year, so there'll be two men's, two women's games every day uh, through Friday, um, and then Saturday, obviously, the championship games. So we're excited. Orleans Arena, um, it's going to be a good time, as always. Maybe we'll have some more crazy – we're going to have craziness, right? We're going to have Tevian, a Tevian Jones-type play where somebody hits a three-pointer – and gets fouled with four seconds left to give him the lead. After coming back from 23 down in the final 18 minutes of a game, we're going to have a Sharita Dot, you know, Darty heave, you know, a prayer that she just threw up and prayed, um, go in. Like, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It always is. Um, like I said, the GCU men and women have already clinched. The CBU women have clinched. Tarleton men, if they win at UT Arlington on Thursday night, they will clinch as well. So. Still a lot of basketball to play. Still tickets to be punched. If you have a thought, a comment of who might not make it, share it. Let's hear it. And uh, let's go forward with, with Whack Vegas and have a good time. Anyways, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Straight Out Whack podcast. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We talked to Brayden Bell, who gave us a little bit of a preview of the Utah Valley CBU men's game tomorrow. I will be at the UVU CBU women's game tomorrow in Orem at the Lockhart Arena. Looking forward to seeing that ball game. Hopefully it sets the stage for a big-time matchup on Saturday at Fowler Event Center between CBU and GCU women in a battle for first place. Could be a regular season championship on the line. I mean, even though the two teams meet again in the final game of the regular season. So, everybody, again, like and subscribe. Appreciate the time. And tomorrow, Thursday, we will not have a podcast episode. We will have a straight out of whack after dark after the games are over to break down things. So make sure you follow along. It'll be a live stream. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get ready for that show. Anyways, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day. Be safe and uh, give your loved ones a hug from Whack Hoops Nation. Thanks for listening to the Straight Outta Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow Wack Hoops Nation on all your favorite social media platforms.